descendant of Abraham and our legal right to it. And we're going to continue uh, talking about that tonight. The blessing of Abraham, our legal right in Christ. That blessing is ours, has a legal right because we are in covenant relationship with Almighty God through Jesus Christ. So let's begin with a word of prayer and then we'll get into our study tonight. Father God, we thank you for all of your mercy and your grace. We approach your divine throne tonight with divine reverence to you. For you are our God and our Father. We ask that the ministry of the Holy Spirit be released. Cause us, O oh God, to hear the voice of God Almighty by way of your word tonight. May Jesus be revealed through the teaching and preaching of your gospel tonight. And Father, I pray that above all, that you would be glorified in it. In Jesus' name, amen. Like I said, we're talking about the blessing of Abraham and our legal right to it. I want to begin tonight in 2 Kings chapter 18. Something the Lord dropped in my heart even this afternoon. And I want to share this as we get into the message. 2 Kings 18 and verse 3. This is what God said to Hezekiah or about Hezekiah. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. According to all that David his father did. So King Hezekiah did something very important. He studied the life of King David. We study the life of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We have access to his life, his ministry, and all that he has provided for us. So we study Jesus, even as Hezekiah studied his father, King David. Strip down to verse 5. The Bible says, He trusted in the Lord. God of Israel, so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah, nor of any that were before him. So the word says he trusted in the Lord. How many of y'all know we can trust in the Lord also? And because he trusted in the Lord, God promoted him to the head of the class. <laughs> the Bible says that there was not anybody like him among all the kings of Judah, nor any that were before him. So his trust in God promoted him and brought him into his divine destiny. Let's look at verse 6. And this is most important right here. And he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him but kept his commandments, which the Lord commanded Moses. So 
Hezekiah clave to the Lord. Moses told Israel and admonished them to cling to God. Joshua, after Moses, told Israel the same thing. Cling to God. And that's what, that's what God is telling us tonight. Cling to Him. With everything within you, cling to Him. It's most important. He is our portion. He is to be our bread. He is to be our war. He's our everything. Hallelujah. Cling to him, the Bible says. And obey him. (laughs) Hezekiah kept the commandments of the Lord. So obedience is the important ingredient if we're going to get where God wants us to get. A total Dependency on God. That's what clinging is. I'm going back to that that clinging part. A total dependency on God and His covenant and His word is, is what is required for us to walk in this blessing that we're going to talk about tonight. Verse 7. And the Lord was with him, and he prospered whithersoever he went forth. And he rebelled against the king of Assyria and served him not. How many of y'all know it's time that we rebel with divine aggression against the enemy? With divine zeal, hallelujah, in declaring our freedom, and our allegiance only to Jesus. This is what causes us to experience this blessing of Abraham that has been given to us. There's a requirement if we're going to walk in those blessings. And this is part of it. And this is what God laid on my heart to share. So Hezekiah had a legal right now to the blessing of Abraham, and so do you. Each and every one of us has a legal right because of Jesus Christ to the blessing of Abraham. So as we study this tonight, I want you to understand and begin to recognize the reality of this. That this blessing was meant to be generational, perpetual, from generation to generation, and its strength was never meant to weaken or be watered down. Men have watered it down through their tradition and lack of understanding. But God has not watered it down. God wants us to to experience the fullness of this blessing in Christ Jesus. And as we do, we glorify him in our lives and in our generation. And it causes others who are on the outside of the covenant that we are in to want what we have. To want the God that we serve. Amen. When they see the power of the blessing 
manifested in your life. So we'll go now to Genesis chapter 12. I believe we uh, kind of ended last week here in Genesis 12. But we touched on it briefly. And we want to look at Abraham and how God dealt with him. Genesis 12, and I believe I want to begin today in verse 3. Genesis 12 and 3. So God promised Abraham, he says, I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. So that's very important as we go forward in our study that God promised Abraham that he would empower Abraham to prosper. That we found out that word blessments means to be empowered, to prosper, and to succeed. That same anointing that was upon Abraham rest on you and I today. Matter of fact, we're, we're, we're not, it does not just rest upon us, but we're filled with it. We're filled with that, that anointing. That's our portion. And I, God told Abraham also, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So that blessing was just not meant for the natural seed of Abraham. But for every non-Jew who would believe in Abraham and believe in Christ Jesus. So that blessing is to be extended to the whole earth. The blessing of Abraham is to be extended to all those who are in covenant relationship with God. So when you see God bless Abraham and Abraham's seed, understand that God wants to bless you and I in Christ in an amplified measure. Because the covenant that we are experiencing in Christ Jesus is far superior than the covenant that Abraham operated under because it was of the old covenant. Somebody say amen to that. So our expectation should be exceeding abundantly above. Hallelujah. I never get tired of preaching it. Exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think according to the power that is at work within each and every one of us. The gift of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Spirit. God Almighty dwelling on the inside of us is that promise that God gave to Abraham. That one day in his heart he, he dreamed that every human being would be filled with him in the fullness of God. Hallelujah. Let's go to Genesis chapter 15. I'm stirred up. I don't know about you, but I'm stirred up. After these things, the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision. Told Abraham, fear not, I am your shield and your exceeding great reward. Verse 5. And he brought him forth abroad and said, look now toward the heaven and count the stars. If you be able to number them, and he said unto him, so shall your seed be. 
Now, what, what is God saying there to Abraham? He's saying a couple of things, and he's saying something to us also this, this afternoon. God is saying, keep me first in your life, and there will be no limits to what I can do through you and even your seed. Hallelujah. Again, the, the blessing of Abraham, once God begins to bless you, he does not want that blessing to end with you but it's to be now passed down to your children and your children's children. Hallelujah. It's perpetual. That should be our expectation in all of this, that we experience this unlimited blessing of Abraham in our lives through Jesus Christ. Why? Because God said we could. That is where we put our trust in, because God said we could. We've been given permission by God Almighty to experience this blessing in overflow measure, in an unlimited way. Again, verse 5 again. And he brought him forth abroad. He said, look now toward the heaven and count the stars if you be able to number them. And he said unto him, so shall your seed be. So that blessing is meant to be perpetual and it should be something that we experience. Now, What is the value of believing? What is the value of believing God is our reward? Because remember he said uh, in verse 1 that he's our exceeding great reward. So what is the value of that? Let's look at verse 6. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it unto him for righteousness. So he believed in God. And God counted it to him for righteousness. Now, God's righteousness opens up uh, us up to the supernatural. The minute we start believing this way, believing what God says, having a trust in what God says, it immediately now opens us up to the supernatural. Can I get Mark 9? And 23, let's see what that says. Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to him who believes. So if we can believe what we're talking about tonight, what the word of God is saying tonight, it opens us up to the unlimited blessing of God. Access to God Almighty in everything that, we are, that, that belongs to us has an inheritance in Christ. So Jesus says all things are possible to that person who can believe these promises tonight. God is not setting any limits. We limit ourselves through our unbelief and our lack of understanding of the reality of what we're talking about tonight. Let's look at verse uh, 17 now of Genesis chapter 15. And it came to pass that when the sun went down and it was dark, behold, a smoking furnace and a burning lamp that passed between those pieces. In the same day, verse 18, the same day the Lord made covenant with Abraham, saying unto thy seed have I given this land from the river of Egypt unto the great river, the river Euphrates. 
So it was at that point right there that God made covenant with Abraham. And God gave Abraham and his seed legal access to all covenant blessings. At that moment, God walked, God himself came down and he walked between the pieces of those dead animals. And he cut the covenant with Abraham and gave Abraham a legal right to experience God in everything that God intended for him to experience in his generation. Same holds true with you and I. God wants us to experience in our generation the unlimited potential, the unlimited power of the blessing of Abraham through Jesus Christ. Because of this covenant, he gives us a legal right to possess everything that Adam forsook. To possess everything that Jesus himself experienced here on earth as God's son. Somebody got to believe that. This, this, is, this is a covenant that we have with God. This is a blessing that we have through Jesus Christ that we have only scratched the surface of in terms of experiencing. God desires... A heaven on earth experience. But few experience that divine rest. And it's not God's fault. It's our fault. Because we don't recognize the love of God. And the mercy of God. And the kindness of God. And the greatness of God. And how he longs for his church to grow up and experience him. In this dynamic and blessed way. Let's go to chapter 17. And again, this is God talking. Pay strict attention when you hear God talking. Because when God speaks, He's not playing around. He means every word that he says. He says here, as for me, as far as I'm concerned, behold, my covenant is with you. He said, you may not have comprehended it. You may not have uh, decided you're going to believe it. God, but God says, as for me, on my side of this covenant. I want you to experience the fullness of it in your generation. Now, if you don't experience it, God says, it's not my fault. But it's your lack of faith and it's your lack of belief that's going to hinder you. Because Jesus, our Lord, said, all things are possible to those who believe this. As for me, my covenant is with you, and thou shalt be a father under many nations. Let's look at verse 7. And I will establish my covenant between you and I. He says, I'm willing. God says, I'm willing. There was a man who came to Jesus. He said, Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. Jesus says, I will. 
This is the God that we serve. This is the God that says every promise in Christ Jesus is yes and amen. If we'll get in agreement with him. It's yes and amen. If we do like Hezekiah and determine to cling to him. Make a determination not to be in and out. Not to be hot and cold. But to remain hot for him and his kingdom glory. This is where he's positioned us if we're willing to believe him. If we're willing to forsake all for him. If we're willing to put and keep him first. Not just on Sunday morning. But I'm talking about all through the week. He says, I will establish my covenant between me and thee and thy seed. Grab hold of that. He's talking about Abraham's seed. <sighs> Scripture says, if, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Scripture says that every person who is in Christ is now Abraham's seed. So when you see this verse of Scripture right here, it's, talk, it's talking specifically to you and I in Christ. And again, God is serious about these things when he talks about them in, in covenant relationship. I will establish my covenant between you and, and, and the, between me and you and thy seed after thee in their generations. In this generation. Okay? As you said there, as I stand here, we are now in covenant relationship with Almighty God. And we have a legal right to all of this in Christ. Now, Scripture says that my covenant people are destroyed because of a lack of knowledge of this. He says, all of those who have a legal right to the promises, a lot of them are being taken advantage of by the enemy simply because they don't understand and do not comprehend the reality of this covenant and this blessing. And the seriousness of the heart of God to get it into our lives. He gave the life of his son. So that we could experience what I'm talking about tonight, what we're talking about tonight. So that blessing of Abraham is to those in their generations for an everlasting covenant and to be a God under thee and thy seed after thee. So God gave Abraham and his seed legal access to all covenant blessing. That means all covenant healing, all covenant deliverance from demonic power, all covenant deliverance from poverty and lack. All covenant blessing is ours. Scripture says in uh, uh, Ephesians, we've been blessed with all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. How many of us really believe that though? 
Amen. We got to get to the point where it's just not words on a piece of paper, but it is something that we value and understand. I'm thinking about Esau and how he did not value his birthright. How he had access and should have experienced what we're talking about tonight. But because he loved natural things more than he loved spiritual things, he forsook what was his as a legal right. Jacob, on the other hand, understood the value of it. He had some hang-ups and some misgivings and he wasn't all that. But at least he had sense enough to understand that the blessing of his grandfather Abraham, he could experience it too. And what God wants us to get to that point now, right now, is he wants us to get to the point where we recognize and comprehend and understand that everything that Jesus bought for us on Calvary is a reality and it's a, it, we have a legal access to it. We should not be denied anymore. Let's look at verse 9. And God said unto Abraham, Thou shalt keep my covenant. Thou shalt keep my covenant. Therefore thou and thy seed after thee in their generation. Notice how God is saying the same thing over and over. He's trying to bring home the point that this covenant is to be perpetual. It's to go from generation to generation. God says, I chose Abraham for a reason. It's because he would teach his children. He would constantly remind them of how blessed they were. And how the God that he served could also be their God also. And they could experience God on, on, on a level that he himself uh, didn't experience God. It's supposed to get gooder and gooder, amen? But, but we have to understand that what we're talking about is, is real. A lot of times we get, we get uh, religious and we don't realize that God is serious. He wants to, this, this, this blessing to rest upon his people. And the reason he wants that blessing to rest upon his people is so that the, the, his people can be a blessing to the whole world. See? That, that's what this is about. It's about you and I experiencing God on this level and causing others to become thirsty for him. Amen? Letting them know that our God is God. That they don't have to bow to the gods of this world. That they don't have to live in the world anymore, but that they can come into the kingdom of God and be blessed and experience our Heavenly Father just like we do. Amen? That's what this is about. Let's go to the book of Acts. Chapter 10. Verse 34. Then Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth. I perceive that God is no respecter of persons, but in every nation 
He that feareth him or reverences him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. That's very, very important right there. That God is no respecter of persons. That every nationality. Peter got a revelation that not just the Jews were to to be blessed like this, but the whole world, the Gentile nations of the world were to be blessed with the same blessing that Israel experienced. God is no respecter of persons, but I heard somebody say he is a respecter of faith. Yeah. That's what opens the door to these things. Faith is very important. It's, 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 it's a belief in the covenant that causes us to experience the blessings of the covenant. Let's go to Galatians chapter 3. Line upon line, precept upon precept. Amen. Lord, get this in our hearts tonight. Verse 6 of uh, Galatians 3. Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Verse 7 says, Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So that's what we've been talking about. That those who, who have a belief like Abraham has a belief, They are also the children of Abraham. And they have the same access to the same blessing that Abraham has access to. Okay? It's not a watered down blessing, but it's the same blessing. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. Now verse 8 is very important also because it says, And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, Again, faith is important. Preach before the gospel under Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So again, I, when I see things like that in the Bible, in the Word of God, I, I highlight it and I underline it because it, it's talking to me. I have to, I have to understand, this is, it's not Bible rhetoric, but God is speaking directly to me when I'm sick with a sickness. When I'm having problems in my life, I refer to the covenant and my legal right to freedom. I'm supposed to be free. You're supposed to be free because it's legal that we have been set free by the blood of Jesus. And we talked last week about how Satan on the Mount of Temptation He said to Jesus, uh, all of these things will I give you. All of these kingdoms will I give you and the glory of them if thou would fall down and worship me. For it has been given to me. And how many of y'all know it had been given to him? Adam gave it to him when he sinned in the garden. All of that authority, all of that power. Adam handed it over to the devil. And the devil had a legal right to oppress mankind. He didn't have a moral right to do it, but he had a legal right to do it. He took advantage 
of his legal rights. It's time we begin to take advantage of our legal rights in Christ. It's time we begin to look at this from the perspective that the devil even looked at it from in terms of his right to do this. We have a right to freedom. We have a right from, to be free from sickness and disease. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Okay? So, so when bondage tries to come, and it will, we live in a broken, fallen world. It will come upon, try to uh, wrap itself around us. We will get attacked. We will have things come against us. Yes. Jesus told us. In this life, you're going to have tribulation. You're going to have some trouble. But be of a good cheer. I have overcome the world for you. Oh, he said, he said, open your eyes. Understand that legally the devil, what, what he's trying to put on you is illegal. Now, he can put it on those who are not in covenant relationship with God. Yeah, he still has a legal access to them. But once you get in this thing, once you get in covenant relationship with Jesus Christ, once you become a new creature in Christ Jesus, all those things that he tries to put on you, he can't do it legally. But you must and I must submit myself to the covenant. Resist the devil through that covenant. And the Bible says he will flee from us. That's what the word says. God made it simple. We make it complicated. We have to renew our minds. That's what it is. We got to learn to renew our minds. We got to learn to renew our thinking concerning what we look like in the spirit. We look totally different in the spirit than we do in the flesh. In the spirit, we're more than conquerors. In the spirit, we've been, we've been uh, raised high and lifted up, hallelujah, in Christ. Far above our enemies. Far above the bondage. Far above the curse. But we have to see ourselves that way. Let's look at verse 9. So then they which are of faith, notice how there's a, a caveat to that. They which be of faith <laughs> are blessed with faithful Abraham. So it requires faith. I got to know what's in the covenant. I got to know what the blessing, what's in the blessing by faith. And then I have access to it. Our expectation is to experience the same blessing that Abraham experienced when he walked the earth. That's not, that should be our expectation. Now, whether we ever get there, that's another, another deal. But the Bible says that the rest of God is, has been made available to those who will enter into it. Yes. And the Bible says some must enter in. There are going to be some who grab hold of this <laughs> and say, you know what? I believe <laughs> And because I believe all things are now possible to me. Yeah. It may not be possible for that person over there, but it's possible for me because I made a decision to trust God. To trust his word. In spite of all the hell I'm going through. 
in spite of all the giants that I face. By the way, when you see giants, when you see challenges, that's a clear indication that you're on the right road. Yeah, they're, just trying to, they're just trying to impede your progress. But the devil is a liar. He's a liar. We just, we got to make him out of a liar. We got to tell him, uh, no weapon formed against me can prosper. I don't care what you bring. It, it can't prosper. Every symptom you put, put in my body, pay no attention to it in the name of Jesus. I can walk, you can walk like that. Yeah, you can walk like that. You, you, can, you, can, you can have that kind of boldness because God says you can. It's his word. It's his word. It, it takes some time to get there sometimes, to get to what I'm talking about. But I'm telling you, God wants us there. Peter said, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. Jesus said, come. <laughs> he wants us out there experiencing the supernatural. He was walking on the water. Peter began to walk on the water. But then he started looking around, took his eyes off of Jesus. That's when he began to sink. Same holds true with us. We begin to sink when we take our eyes off of Jesus, off of the word, off of the covenant. That's when we begin to sink. Hebrews chapter 11, let's go there. Is anybody getting any help tonight? Because I know I am. I'm preaching to myself tonight. Thank you. I need this. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. I'm going to read that again. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Why is it impossible to please him without faith? Because he can't bless us to the degree that he wants to without faith. He wants to, but he won't violate his own word, you see. You've got to believe the promises in order for you to experience the promises. He rewards those who diligently seek him. So I wrote this down. God sees your faith and your diligence, and he wants to reward you. Pastor said the other week, don't lose your hope. Don't lose your expectation. No matter how long it's been, no matter how long you've been standing on the promise, don't lose your expectation. God is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You have a legal right to what your faith can produce. You have a legal right to what your faith can produce. Don't devalue faith. Understand that faith is important because you have faith in God. Amen? You have faith in His faithfulness. 
The thing about God, He's most faithful, but He's unpredictable. <laughs> you don't know how He's going to do it. See, that's our problem. We're trying to figure out how He's going to do it. <laughs> We're looking for God to come through the front door. He come through the back door, right? That's just how He works. That's, how, that's what makes Him God. You know, we can't figure Him out. But He's faithful to this covenant. He's faithful to his word. And he's faithful to reward you if you continue to diligently seek after him and put him first. Amen. Let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 7. I'm getting ready to close. Now, Moses says to Israel, he says to Abraham's seed, and again, we have verified through the scripture that we are Abraham's seed also. Okay? So God is speaking to you and I right now. He says, for thou art a holy people unto the Lord, unto the Lord thy God. And the Lord thy God had chosen thee to be a special people unto himself. God is a jealous God. Amen. He says he's chosen us to be a special people unto him. He wants us to exclusively serve and worship him. He wants us to detach ourselves from this current culture. He doesn't want us to live like the world because we're not of the world. We are his people. Think about what I just said. Let that sink in your heart. We've been bought with a price. We're not our own. He jealously looks at us. He says, he had chosen thee a special people unto himself. We belong to him. We don't belong to ourselves. We belong solely to God. Once you get in this covenant, you belong solely to God. And he desires our worship and our loyalty. That's what he wants. But when we do that, when we make that decision to solely follow after him, God will then unleash and open the windows of heaven to us like never before. As long as we value him in our relationship with him. Okay. That's very important. Because I, I think a lot of times... What hinders us is once God starts blessing us, there's a tendency for us to get cold. There's a tendency for us to begin to put the blessings above the blesser. Does that make sense? 
God gives you a new house. And he blesses you and he rewards you with the, ble- with the blessings. And then the house becomes more important than him. God gives you a new car. <laughs> and instead of going, going to church on Sunday, be right, oh, let's go to Galveston. Let's hang out in Galveston. It happens all the time. I remember I saw it in, in, in when I was pastoring up there in Calvary. I would see God begin to bless the people. I mean, they, you, you teach them the covenant, and it would manifest, man. It was happening. And I was like, wow. I'm excited, you know, man. God is blessing these folks because they believe in the word. And then they stopped coming to church. I mean, like, and then you see them two weeks later. Why you, why you didn't come to church Sunday? Yeah, you know, I had a little extra time, a little extra money, so I... And that's the whole... That's exactly what the devil wants us to do, to take our eyes off God. We are a special people under him, and he wants our heart. Okay? Got to keep this thing right. He says, he had chosen thee a special people unto himself above all the people that are upon the face of the earth. So that's how God views us. That's how God sees us. A special people under him. A holy people under him. Now let's go to Exodus chapter 23. You shall serve the Lord your God and he shall bless your bread and your water, and I will take sickness away from the midst of thee. So you'll serve God, your, the Lord your God. He shall bless your bread. He'll bless your water. And he'll take sickness away from the midst of thee. That is part of the blessing. Deliverance from all sickness. Deliverance from every form of sickness and disease. I want you to stand to your feet tonight. And if you're experiencing any sickness in your body, pastor was saying signs and wonders need to follow the preaching and teaching of the word. If you're experiencing any sickness in your body, and if you can touch that part of your body that's giving you problems, I want you to touch it right now. If you can. Father God, we thank you for this covenant. We thank you that Jesus has borne all of the curse. Your word declares that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. So tonight, Father God, we thank you, Father God, that we have been legally set free from every sickness and disease known to man. And we break in the name of Jesus the the bondage and the curse that is trying to attach itself to our physical bodies in the name of Jesus. And we receive tonight our liberty in Christ from all of Adam's curse, from all of that what came into the world. We are no longer in the world 
But we are in Christ Jesus, translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son, where we experience freedom, legal freedom from all bondage in the name of Jesus. So you receive that tonight. Walk free of that tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. And Father, we'll give you all the praise. We'll give you all the glory. We'll give you all the honor for every manifestation of your spirit. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now give him praise. Give him praise. Give him praise. Doesn't matter what you feel like. Doesn't matter what you feel. How many of y'all know we're out of feelings? Hallelujah. We're in the faith tonight. Hallelujah. He said it. Amen. Again, we thank you, Father, for all the blessings in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. God bless you, and you be blessed.